0: Why are so few singers protesting Hamas? Five for Fighting's John Andrasik has an answer. Talked to some managers and folks, and, and I have, and you know, there's certain iconic artists that, in other times, would be writing these songs. I'm like, where are they? And they say, well, you know, they're scared. They're scared for their families. They're scared that their concerts will be protested. But those are the same arguments people used in 1938. Hear more on the Hollywood and Toto podcast, The Right Take on Entertainment. Find it on iTunes or your favorite audio platform.
1: Well, conspiracy theorists are going to do their conspiracies. Uh, with,
2: re- with respect to um, reports of people experiencing um, debilitating illnesses, um, I mean, we, we, are, we are aware of these um, reports of, of people experiencing long-lasting health problems following COVID vaccination. Uh, in some cases, the clinical presentation of people suffering these health problems is variable and no specific medical cause for the symptoms have been found. Um, we understand that illness is disruptive and stressful, especially under those circumstances. And we acknowledge these health problems have substantially impacted the quality of life for people and have also affected those around them. And we hope uh for improvement and recovery, and we will continue to monitor the safety of these vaccines and and work with partners to try to better understand these types of adverse events.
1: Yeah. And you know, but <laughs> who are you gonna work with as a conspiracy theorist? Oh, sorry. Oh, my bad. I just wasn't looking at my notes the right way. That was actually a deputy director of the CDC, uh, Dr. Tom Shimbakuro. That's that's the CDC. They're saying that, that they're aware that illness is disruptive. Well, so is death. But at least we know there are good people looking out for this and and how to stop this. Bill Gates.
3: You know, the Defense Department does war games. We need for epidemics uh, to practice. In fact, one of the reasons why Australia did well uh, is that it, like... uh, Taiwan was threatened by SARS-COV1. And so this idea of okay, who are these PCR people? How do you get them engaged? It was partly practiced because of that previous uh, threat. And so we need to be doing every five years a really comprehensive exercise at at both country and regional level of pandemic preparedness. And you need a global group that's kind of scoring everybody and saying, hey, you know, if you're not participating in this, You could be the source of the next pandemic, and that's bad for the entire world. This is like a fire that goes global.
1: Mm. Huh. Australia did well. Really? Uh, Their deaths are once again climbing. (laughs) They locked their entire economy down. They put people in prison for being on Facebook. They did well. They've had some of the steepest growth in uh, in infections in the world. They did well? Well, at least we know this. The World Health Organization is going to have access to your injection status. Yeah, no, the CDC is making sure that. that. Well, I hope you look forward to traveling. You know, if a country will let you because you ain't been injected. We'll talk about that with the help of roughgreens.com slash Todd. Today is the day the Lord has made, and these are the times through which God has decided we shall live. And if I never had to say the words COVID again, I would die a very happy human being. But we cannot, we cannot allow them to grind us down or to cause us to feel fatigue. We need to stay on what they're doing, trust in God. Know God is on the throne, but know that he gave us intelligence to use and skepticism to use. And he didn't say, use it until you're tired. He didn't say, stop speaking truth when it tires you. You are a diseased human being. I am a diseased human being. We are all diseased. Do you remember back in the day when people like the dictator of the separate country of Washington State was calling us bioreactors? Do you remember back in the day When, if you were uninjected, you were treated like you were the ones making people sick. Those of us who felt perfectly healthy, who had no fevers, no aches, no coughs, not even a runny nose, we were the ones to be feared because we were causing all the bad illnesses. We were diseased, right? Remember being treated that way? I remember the first time a human being recoiled at me in abject terror because it wasn't wearing a woke mask. It was at a, uh, a health food store in Coeur Idaho. She, she was from Washington State, separate country of Washington. I saw her uh, license plates later. It was the first time. I was so angry. I didn't respond in a godly way. I, I responded with, uh, well, I responded with frustration and anger. And I got better at that immediately after getting out of the parking lot and saying, I blew that, man. I could have allowed God to work through me in that situation. I, I just gave her what she expected. Although, I don't think she expected the, um, the scientific backing of me saying, okay, so three-tenths of one micron versus one-tenth of one micron. Your mask is stopping nothing. Secondly, I can see the side of your mouth. She didn't expect that. I didn't need to add to her terror. But I was a diseased person. The World Health Organization, and this is courtesy of Dr. Tony Fauci, uh, the nation's uh, number one uh, psychopath, no, he's not retired. He's still drawing a paycheck. They have decided to implement international disease classifications for COVID injections. So if, if you were not injected with the COVID flu, um, mRNA injections, to supposedly stop the COVID flu, which of course it doesn't. In fact, it makes it worse, as we all know. If you refuse to get injected, you're going into a database, if they know about you, so from now on, from this day forward, the response, if you've not, if you've, if if you have not been to the doctor lately, when they ask you, have you been injected with, with the COVID stuff? Say, I'm not going to tell you. I don't want to be in the database, positive or negative. I refuse to answer the question. And they'll, they'll create a data set for that, refuse to answer, and the assumption will be that you're not. But at least you're not making it easy for them. The CDC, this from the uh, Defender, Child, the Children Health Defense Group, it's a ARF case group. The international clarification of disease codes are extensively used in medical records, medical insurance data, health insurance to classify precisely when a disease states as, as, as well as injuries from the disease agents they're not going to add whether you've had the mRNA injections to this. And the way this works, these IDC codes, system run by the World Health Organization, it's not the U.S. government. You have no input into this. These ICD codes developed by the U.S. Center for Medicare and Medicaid, but they're going to be handed over to the CDs, or to the, uh, to the World Health Organization. And this new code determines whether you have been injected. And there's a whole series of subsets to this trying to understand delinquent immunization status, lapped immunization scheduled status, immunization not carried for other reasons, immunization not carried out because uh, for patient decision or other unspecified reasons. Immunization not carried out because of a contraindication means that you were not, it wasn't good for you, or maybe a doctor actually gave you informed consent. Immunization not carried out because a patient decision for reasons of belief or group pressure. Group pressure. Yeah, we're the ones pressuring people to not get injected. Yeah, that's exactly right. So how can this all play out? Why should this be of concern to us? It's just the World Health Organization. Well, let's go through some of the many ways it's going to be used not 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 might be used let's go through some of the ways it's going to be used and it's going to be a packed cast today i have a whole bunch of sounds to share with you this is why we continue to pay attention to this stuff right now please make the decision that anytime anyone asks you about your injection status there's a good answer although it's a lie so we can't use it i don't recall i can't say that just say i refuse to answer The people at uh, Bulwark Capital Management, that is uh, Zach Abraham's company, KnowYourRiskRadio.com, they are as as tuned into that. What we're just talking about here, they're as tuned into that as anything else in the financial markets. It's difficult to find a better informed group of folks than the people who work at Bulwark Capital Management. Now, obviously, Zach comes on the show once a week. Obviously, you can tell that Zach, like us, is an information junkie. But there's another reason. The financial impact of the World Health Organization having access to our injection status, well, it it could affect insurance companies. They could jack up rates against us. It can affect employment status. It can affect the stocks of the evil pharma companies. And the consequence, as a consequence, it can also be a downward effect on people working, etc. So they check these things out and they study them, like they studied gold. So they weren't surprised by what's happening with gold, like they studied, uh, you know, the, the Teslas. So they still are telling you, "Hey, that Tesla, the shell value of the Tesla, the big brand and, and big name, and it's not sustainable, not right now, because the guts of the Tesla, the internal working parts, all that." It's going to have to be a major event in inflation if they do push through the electric cars because we don't have enough of those elements. Is Fidelity telling you this stuff? Chuck Schwab? Even the Charles Schwab private banking? If Bear Stearns were still around, would they be telling you? Is Betterment telling you? Right? Probably not. The reason I work with Zach Abraham is because he's very good at what he does. He is obsessed with with risk management as he stewards our money. And because he tells the truth about the financial system and why the 60-40 stock bond mix is a loser's game. Given the 0% interest rate loans and the mobbed up nature of the financial system, get with him. If you're near retirement, you got to get with him. Figure out if your portfolio can withstand the chaos economy. Should you take Social Security? Should you take long term care? He can answer all this stuff. 866 779 risk. That's 866 779 risk. Investment advice cannot be given under the client service agreement, Borough Capital Management and Investment Advisor Representative, of Trek Financial LLC and SEC registered Investment Advisor. That's some of the ways I just mentioned it talking about Zach. So, this is going to be available to insurance companies. Boom, up go your rates. Now, your insurance companies might not do that for the mRNA injections because they also know that stuff is deadly to a far too many people. It injures far too many people. But they can do it with other drugs. They can begin to apply pressure with other ways. Travel. This is terrifying for us because our daughter wants to travel internationally. She might want to live like outside the country for a bit. And that's horrifying because let's say she decided to go live in Spain, right? Just to pick a country. Uh, Spain could say, hey, you guys can't visit your daughter until you're injected. And we know you're not because of the World Health Organization. They could say to her, you can't leave. You can't get on an airplane. Yeah, you, you can't get on a cruise ship. Until you're injected. We know you're not because the World Health Organization told us that. You know, and look, she's a young woman. So, I mean, it's it's not like, you know, we're worried about her dying. I mean, she's, oh, hold on. What about this Mia Jennings? Gosh, her photo, you guys. She's like my, like a 19-year-old girl. Reminds me a bit of my kiddo. Different hair color, but. What's it say here children's swimming teacher 19 dies suddenly after suffering a cardiac arrest huh she was a swim teacher G- good physical shape died of a heart attack that's weird i wonder what could have caused that age of 19 oh there is a study out of new zealand It reveals very high rates of kidney injury after getting injected with this garbage. 1,800 more cases than expected following the shots. One for every 2,200 completed injections. Uh, Incidentally, this is far more evidence of the fact that these injections are causing heart failure, cardiac problems with people. And yes, the CDC... At least one of their deputy directors is admitting it.
2: Uh, with re- with respect to um, reports of people experiencing um, debilitating illnesses. Um, I mean, we we are we are aware of these um, reports of, of people experiencing long lasting health problems following covid vaccination. Uh, in some cases, the clinical presentation of people suffering these health problems is variable and no specific medical cause for the symptoms have been found. Um, we understand that illness is disruptive and stressful, especially under those circumstances. And we acknowledge these health problems have substantially impacted the quality of life for people and have also affected those around them. And we hope uh for improvement and recovery. And we will continue to monitor the safety of these vaccines and and work with partners to try to better understand these types of adverse events.
1: Which is why we're handing over to uh, the World Health Organization your status, which is why we're still pushing the boosters, which is why we're still running ads, Which is why you still hear them. Even in the state of Idaho, I still hear garbage ads for this stuff. Here's why Idahoans like Brett Spears from Boise, Idaho, choose to be injected. They've changed the language to choosing. They're choosing to be injected. They're being conned. Remember the Sopranos show? Wow, what's this? This is another young woman, age of twenty-five. She was uh, her name was uh, Odell Venti megalia Magilia Venti Magilia, John Venti Magilia's daughter. She's dead, age of twenty-five, died suddenly. Cause of death not released. Wonder what it could be. I wonder why not they're not releasing the cause of death. See. This is all going up into the CDC and the World Health Organization. And if this is anything else, if this was any other pressure group for something like this, this could be very, you, you may as well allow McDonald's to know who has not eaten a Big Mac and be able to pressure them to, hey, you need to eat big more, more Big Macs. You could do this with cigarettes. Hey, we see you're not smoking enough. And with the O'Keefe stuff that came out uh, just before the weekend, and we talked about that earlier this week, with that, we know what Pfizer was doing, and, and they're all pretending, oh, no, gain-of-function? Oh, no, ne- we've never never heard of gain-of-function. No, there's never never been anything like gain-of-function. So you can look back to, 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 to just a few years ago when they were having press conferences about it. Phil Schultz, Chemical and Engineering News. Dr. Fouché, I hope I'm not misunderstanding, but you seem to be
2: saying that the virus you created is not particularly uh, lethal in the ferrets. And yet, Dr. Kime, you have said to me in a phone interview that this was, quote, the doomsday virus. How are you coming to such different conclusions, and what is the public supposed to
1: understand? To, to just clarify a bit, without predicting anything, without talking about any uh, processes that will unfold, to the perception of, I think, most of us in the room, there was a perception, however it got there, that, and and we've seen it on television, I've seen schematic diagrams of it on television, of a ferret in one cage sneezing on a ferret in the other cage, that
2: ferret sneezes and they all die. Uh, This is what Ron has just said,
0: I didn't say it, Ron just presented that, that that is not what happens. When a ferret
1: sneezes on another ferret, the ferret gets infected, gets flu-like syndrome, doesn't get sick, recovers, and does not die. And I think when you talk about forgetting about any
4: other process, just the perception that's out there, am I correct, Ron? No, if anything, our data suggests that this virus spreads poorly. It is aerosol transmitted and therefore scientifically very, very interesting to study. But whether this virus would, would, if it would ever escape from a lab, would start spreading, we don't know. We
1: don't know, but they don't think so. But the point of the clip is they do this stuff. They manufacture, they do guided evolution, (laughs) they do gain of function, they do it all the time. So the lies as they compound make it even more necessary for us to focus time and time again on what's coming for us. There's this, there's been a massive spike in excess deaths and this comes from the mail online. There is a call now with, when we talked about this last week, a whole group of scientists and doctors and MDs and pediatricians and heart surgeons, et cetera, at Dossium, demanding a stop to the injections. Nearly 3,000 more Brits than usual are dying each and every week. In our country, it's exponential growth. It's been going up by 800 or so per week, and then it's 8,000, and it's 16 And the fact that this does not make it into the news cycle, into the Mockingbird media, is an indicator, once again, of the fact that there is an absolute prohibition. They are not allowed to talk about this big, huge story. You got to hear Bill Gates' full statement because he's talking about the poor World Health Organization and how they just don't have enough resources, but how good they are. And he says the United States is the top donor. That's not true. Want to know who's the top donor? Bill Gates is the top donor. CCP's in there as well. Chinese Communist Party. Gosh, I wonder why the World Health Organization wants to have all our data. I am pretty excited to be working with Texas Superfoods. I had a conversation with them today uh, as we are getting ready to do the cast. And I talked with them in detail about the, uh, the Texas superfood process. Uh, here's just a, a couple of quick facts about this. Uh, if you were to spend the entire day uh, food prepping, you could not get really the amount of nutrients you're going to get out of Texas superfood. Here's why. The process they use is something we are not going to recreate um, the, this this process involves a, a geothermal heat source, that ne- and it's geothermal water. It never touches uh, the raw fruits ever. In fact, the raw fruits never get above 100 degrees, but what they do is it naturally dehydrates the fruits so the water's taken out as well as the salt and the fiber and, and the sugar. So what you end up with is just absolutely pure nutrients. And if you compare the cost of this uh, to trying to do this on our own, it's nuts. Now, you know that I am very, very particular about what I eat and I, I try to be healthy. And the reason that I do that, well, it's various, you know, my, I love the gym. I love trying to stay healthy for the family. So, so there's a lot of reasons but the fact of the matter is with the modern nutrition system, the food supply system as messed up as it is, even as healthy as I try to eat, I don't get the nutrients I should because of the way the system has been designed. You know, all these farmed meats and just not, you can't pick up the nutrition you need. So this is why I encourage people to use Texas superfoods. This is weird. I didn't, this, I didn't expect this to come up. I was talking, I just, I showed it to my daughter. I said, hey, uh, I'm going to be, I'm gonna be uh, taking this stuff. And she read it. She says, oh my gosh, this is amazing. So she's a vegan. I'm not. We came home from dinner the other night. And she said, hey, I tried the Texas Superfood thing. I felt more energy right away. because it's actually delicious. And by the way, it is. So it's texassuperfoods.com. Uh, it's texassuperfoods.com. And yeah, so uh, this is also going to keep me away from the bad guys. You guys in Pharma, come and try and get me. Try it. Keep myself healthy, the healthy way. Did I mention the UK? Well, how come this is not happening here? I hope this is going to happen under Republican Congress, but I doubt it very much because, of course, Kevin McCarthy, well, he's doing a better job. He's, he's doing a better job in Max Schau. Okay, that's, that's German for make show. Learned that from the Beatles, the Fabs, as I call them. So he's doing a better job putting on a show, talking to the media, and talking tough to the media. But that's performance. It's performative. It's something that Republicans, uh, even shiny shoes, are required to do these days. I will wait and see if there's going to be hearings in the UK. Like, the the hearings in the UK. I'll wait and see if this isn't going to happen here. This is uh, from Paul Alexander's Substack. UK Parliament to discuss highest excess deaths after COVID vaccine and begins an urgent investigation into XX deaths, especially in younger persons. According to data from the Office of National Statistics, 17,381 deaths were registered in England and Wales during the seven days ending January 13th, which is 2,837 more deaths than average of time this year. It marked the highest number of excess deaths since the week ending February 12th, 2021, when the UK was in the midst of its second wave of COVID infections and injections had just begun. And that's at a time when, of course, they were keeping people out of the hospitals and telling them, go home until you can't breathe. That's what they were telling them. There are now, there are British MPs who have put together a program that is going to look into these. And they are going to use the Office for National Statistics. And they are going to bring people in and make them testify. And they are going to make them answer questions. And it will be interesting to see if they can make pharma come in and do that. Is this going to happen here? Well, the CDC, and by the way, Congress could stop this thing with the CDC. They run the CDC. CDC doesn't run Congress. So the Congress or the Senate could step in, and I guess they'd have to do it together and say, no, you're gonna, we're not going to fund you doing this. You do not get to turn over the injection status of Americans to the World Health Organization. We won't let it happen. But they can right now operate in darkness because and Satan loves the dark. He's a liar, thief, and a murderer. He likes to operate in the shadows. They can do that because the same thing that went on in the UK is going on here. And there are COVID heroes aplenty. And some of those heroes are in the media. This guy has been on my, my screen for quite a while on my roadmap of someone I'd like to get on the show. He used to be a bigwig at the BBC. And his name is Mark Sharman. So this is a clip of him. He's, he's just getting ready to speak. He's, this is a rally in Britain. And by the way, these are well-attended. And the guy who introduces him is talking about the fact that people who've been speaking out to them in shadow ban, they've been threatened with jail, they've been with, threatened with prison, threatened to have their careers shut down. This is still going on in England, and it's going on here. There's doctors who've been disappeared. They're trying to destroy Dr. Ryan Cole. The separate country of Washington is suing Dr. Ryan Cole for giving out ivermectin. They want him to be. They want his license pulled. So you'll hear that at the beginning of this. I've played a little tiny bit of this. I want you to hear the whole thing from Mark Sharman, who had been an ITV and BBC Sky executive. As
4: of this morning, we heard that the GMC are not going to take any action against Dr. Asim Malhotra. I wonder
5: why. Probably because he's right. I am not an anti-vaxxer. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. These are just phrases that are conveniently set to put down any argument to make you feel second class. What I am is an old school, honorable journalist who believes in the principles of fair reporting and telling the truth and i am ashamed of my colleagues for what i've witnessed over the last two or three years i've got to keep this very short because i know you're all cold but i'll say i'll remind you one thing the bbc operate under a royal charter which is supposed to guarantee impartiality instead we've seen collaboration between governments, media, and big tech. It's anti-democratic, it's anti-free speech, and it's very, very dangerous. I accuse the BBC of breaching the charter under which they operate. Instead, they've conscientiously, consistently, and in collusion, blocked speech blocked one side of the story and we've all witnessed today what a terrible effect this is having and will continue to have until they speak out people keep it going
1: this country there's tucker carlson there's steve bannon there's charlie kirk there's me and i understand dan bongino Requires our prayers. Uh, Dan took his doctor's advice. It was a very, very bad decision. And I've never met Dan. I don't know him a bit. I understand that he's feeling quite unwell. And he had been, he had beaten cancer. One thing I do know about Bongino is the dude is in insane shape. Which is, I think, why he beat cancer. Um, He's not feeling well. He took the injections. And he is at risk, as is everyone who took these injections. The FLCC has a website for a protocol they say can help cleanse your body of the spike proteins. I'll put that in the show notes. Uh, The medical facility, medical center, on which I I serve on the nonprofit board, have nothing to do with medical decisions, thank God. They have had fantastic success in helping people overcome these injection injuries. Dr. Paul Alexander has formed with another group of very, very, very well thought of physicians, something called the Wellness Company. They also are helping people overcome injury from these injections. One of the side effects of the media's silence on this is that there are so many people who do not know they're sick. I just got a note from a brother. Just a a friend, when I say a brother, a brother in Christ. I've not yet met him, but it's a group I belong to. His young brother just died suddenly. Was standing next to him and he just died. And I don't have heart at this point to ask him if his brother had been injected. I could do this all day long and so could you. This is, again, another instance of a young person dying. A young female footballer in Spain has died suddenly. Spanish side sporting club De Huelva announced that Estrella Martin, a young player, died suddenly, tragically passed away. Her age? She was 15. She was 15. Kids don't have heart attacks. Kids don't have strokes. They prepped the environment for this. They put up bus board ads pretending kids have strokes, how to know the signs. They put up great big billboard ads saying kids have heart attacks, how to know the signs. They put up big TV ads. There were, and I've played it on the program. There are hospitals in New York that ran very, very expensive and part animated, part real-life ads with kids talking about how they had myocarditis, but the hospital helped them. The sin of lying, that this stuff is not going on. Everyone in media who is not announcing this, you are sinning against God because you know it's happening. Not only that, you are aiding in murder. Every time someone gets boosted, They're putting themselves at risk, and when they die, it's murder because we all know how harmful this stuff can be for people. Now, when we were listening to Mark Sharman there, the the former ITV and BBC Sky executive, he made mention of collusion. What if I were to tell you that one of the biggest this this one of the conspiracy theories for which people were most laughed out of rooms was that the british army was spying on lockdown people on anti-lockdown people in other words spying on people who knew it was all a swindle the british army could that have been true You know, I got my new shipment of Allen's soaps uh, for Christmas. My wife bought me a, a lot of the, um, the, um, the th- um, fragrances I've not used. And it made for a good Christmas gift. It was kind of funny because I, I said to my wife, you're getting me a gift uh, with a company, you know, from a company I work with and are friends of mine. And she said, yeah, 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 because you love them. You talk about them all the time. So why would <laughs> that? It's a good point. I do get to talk about them all the time. AllenSoaps.com slash Todd is where you go. You get 10% off everything there when you use my name. And you're making a decision, just like I make the decision to try to keep myself healthy. And I make my decision to work with parallel society companies. I'm on the board of a parallel society company. I just mentioned that earlier. I'm on their nonprofit board. I do what I can to buy local. I do what I can to work with local people. We do what we can on the show to line up with parallel society companies. Stay away from Big Pharma. Well, Big Soap is very close to Big Pharma. They're using the same setup, Chinese labor, the same devaluation of, of what true value means. Not the hardware store, but what it truly means to create value. Very different than Allen Soaps, right? They're there to make money. They're also there for a far, far bigger mission, and that is to help employ people like young Allen. And it's working. And they're not that far away from being able to hire more young people like Alan, more people who are challenged by autism and structural health concerns. Every time you subscribe and you get 5% off uh, subscriptions, no, probably 10% off subscriptions, alansopes.com slash Todd. Every time you subscribe, you add to predictable revenue for this country or for this company so that they can look forward and put a time certain that if subscriptions continue to grow, people continue to love the product, people continue to enjoy the value of the soap, which is insanely good. Every time that happens, they get closer and closer and closer to being able to hire more young people like Alan. It's alansoaps.com slash Todd. AlanSoaps.com slash Todd. This is from, um, once again, Substack, and this is from Maginowaz, Radical Dispatch, it's called. The corporatist media has finally confirmed what we originally revealed on Joe Rogan's show over a year ago, that the British government was using military-grade psychological operations against the British public in order to gaslight and mentally and emotionally abuse all of us into COVID compliance. Mail online. Army spied on lockdown critics and skeptics, including our own Peter Hitchens. Long suspected they were under surveillance. Now we've obtained official records that prove we were right. Military operatives in the UK's Information Warfare Brigade were part of a sinister operation that targeted politicians and high-profile journalists who raised doubts about the pandemic response. Fact of the matter is, once again, it was alternative media, this from Joe Rogan's program. To
5: encourage fear. But it gets better. Why do they use the word military grade, yeah? So this so far establishes that, because intent's not relevant for me at this point, right? What I'm describing to you is what happened. Why were people scared? Okay. Yeah? You know, you could be well-intentioned in doing this, but the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Yes. Right? My point isn't about intentions uh, or conspiracy. This is just what happened. And people need to know that they were manipulated whether for good or bad intention, that they were manipulated in a way that the people that did it are now expressing regret because they know that this is coming out.
1: And again, alternative media. And remember when they tried to shut Rogan down, the biggest podcast in the world, for statements like that, information like that years ago, same thing happened here. This is global. It is a psyop. That's ex- why have I been calling it a psyop? How do I know it's global? Because your tax dollars were sent to Harvard University to create a study on how to blackmail us. And they used emotional approaches. I have got the spreadsheets. I've shared them with you before. Hey, here's your fear of loss category. Here's your fear of, or here's your opportunity of gain category. Here's your parental category. Here's your being the scourge of society category. Here's your shame category. Here's your be of the hipsters category. Here's your I trust the science category. Here's their if you ever want to work again category. They ran the PSYOP tests prior to forcing people to get injected. Remember the Defense Department's involvement in this? Debbie Burks. Debbie Burks came over at the behest of the Defense Department. You can pretend, and if it makes people feel better, feel free to pretend that they're not killing people, that they're not watching and creating camps of people, mental camps, who will give in and who will not. And we can all pretend that Bill Gates isn't part of this, but Bill Gates is part of this. And he talks here about the World Health Organization and his great, great aberration for them and how the poor people are very, very underfunded and how they need more control. And, well, of course, he's a guy who could give them more money because he's their top donor. So Gates here talking and responding to a question about the World Health Organization. What about at the
3: international level? What about the World Health Organization? It turned out to be a polarizing. Or there, there was a lot of polarized discussion about the WHO in your country and mine, a lot of criticism of the WHO uh, for being soft on China. What, what sort of marks would you give the WHO for its performance? Well, the WHO uh, was so mistreated by the U.S. and other member countries that it's very hard to do your job when your largest donor is completely withdrawing in the middle of an epidemic. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not exactly a functional thing to do. What possible benefit would that have had to stop the reporting, stop the information sharing that was going on through WHO? <laughs> WHO did not have dedicated staff in this area the one benefit they have is that they do work on infectious diseases like polio. So, the idea of, of large campaigns, of communicating with the public about infectious disease, they have some of those skill sets and they, their work was incredibly beneficial. Hmm. The WHO is going to need uh, more resources to have a dedicated team, not just for when the epidemic comes, but to go to the world's countries and make sure that these drills are being done. You know, Mm -hmm. we do fire drills. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, the Defense Department does war games. We need for epidemics uh, to practice. In fact, one of the reasons why Australia did well uh, is that it, like... uh, Taiwan was threatened by SARS-CoV-1. And so this idea of, okay, who are these PCR people, how do you get them engaged, it was partly practiced because of that previous uh, threat. And so we need to be doing every five years a really comprehensive exercise at, at both country and regional level of pandemic preparedness. And you need a global group that's kind of scoring everybody and saying, hey, You know, if you're not participating in this, you could be the source of the next pandemic. And that's bad for the entire world. This is like a fire that goes global.
1: Mm. So much about this. The World Health Organization pretended that people don't have individual immunity. They tried to pretend herd immunity can't happen without injections, meaning that we don't have individual immune systems. They tried to pretend that that's always been the case. They tried to pretend that this virus was at the same risk for everybody. They falsified death statistics. They helped coordinate the global psyop on this. They're trying to reach into our country to bypass local authorities. And they're probably going to get there. They can determine that there's a public health crisis anywhere in this country, and one of the ways they can do that is reports on Twitter of people feeling unwell, and that could include gun violence, by the way. Watch the ramping up. Watch as they're just going to continue to move and ask yourself, where are the Republicans on this? I know about Rand Paul. I know about Ron Johnson. I know about Thomas Massey. Where is Kevin McCarthy on this? And I already know where Mitch McConnell is on this. He's in the pocket of pharma. And there are still more truth tellers coming out. Paul Offit with the CDC has decided to tell some truth. He's walking back the injection in every arm statement. I
4: think we created this unreal expectation that this vaccine can protect against mild disease. That's not true. You mentioned that certain groups, right? They
1: should definitely go for this um, vaccine, but it was marketed and it was pushed to everyone.
4: Why? I I, uh, I don't agree with that. I, I think that um, the CDC's own data, or the UK data, or the Canadian data, or the Israeli data, show that really only certain groups benefit in terms of protection against severe disease. You, you can't uh, so uh, therefore I think those groups should be targeted. So I'm not sure why the uh, the the CDC pushed forward with this.
1: Oh, so basically, uh, I was asking you about does this information, the fact that you're saying the group 65 and older, then there's this new report that that particular group could also have a stroke once they've had that shot within a matter of so many weeks. Do you think that this is leading to vaccine hesitancy, which is
4: something we've been fighting from the beginning? I don't think it's it's creating more vaccine hesitancy. I think we already have a fairly healthy amount of vaccine hesitancy as it stands. I think I really wish that the uh, the CDC had really focused on those groups most likely to benefit, meaning, you know, the, the high-risk groups and not try to, 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 uh, to push this vaccine, booster vaccine for everybody because people have basically rejected it. I think the uptake has only been about 15% of those who were recommended. Hopefully that 15% are the high-risk groups. But I think we have vaccine hesitancy anyway. I don't think this business about whether the vaccine caused strokes in, in the elderly, uh, increased hesitancy. I think we're already at pre- a pretty high level of hesitancy as it stands.
1: Uh, it did increase hesitancy, and it's the reason why about 5% of kids uh, are getting injected these days. It, it did increase it. You may not want to admit it, but Paul office, I appreciate you speaking some logic into this, but I can tell you why they were obsessed with injecting everybody, because this is not about health care. This is not about life-saving. None of it has ever been about life saving. How does Ukraine figure into this? No, I'm not kidding. Sound like Biden. That's not a joke, man. H- how does Ukraine figure into this? You think I'm kidding? Let's hear from Peter McCullough, not on Ukraine, but then I'll get to the Ukraine angle on this.
0: In a paper by Helene Benoun from France, uh, INSERM, one of the best research institutes, uh, she was a former uh, researcher there. She's really summarized this and I think made a compelling case based on all the data uh, that the messenger RNA in the lipid nanoparticles is getting into blood and body fluids. Uh, And even uh, this week, there's another paper showing uh, that, in fact, that's happening. Now, the, the most uh, uh, direct evidence was published in a, in a paper by Hannah and colleagues in JAMA, uh, showing directly measuring the messenger RNA in breast milk. So if it, anything okay. that gets in breast milk means it had to travel through the blood, it actually had to get into various glands, it had to get into secreted water because breast milk contains water in it, and so the conclusion is that it's in oral secretions, it's in uh, urogenital secretions, sexual secretions. It may actually even be in breath uh, in what's called exosomes, so that, that hasn't been proven. But what we found out here is disturbing. These lipid nanoparticles, to put a vaccine in a lipid nanoparticle, big mistake. The lipid nanoparticle travels everywhere in the body and crosses the blood-brain barrier and goes into the brain. And, and lipid it go- is, is like a fat, right? It's like a fat, yeah. It goes into the heart. And so now there are studies. There's an autopsy study by Mortz, single author, founds it in the brain. It was a 76-year-old man. A poor guy had, had uh, Parkinson's. He took it. He got way worse after three shots. And then when he died, they did an autopsy. It's in his brain, and it's in his heart. You would never want to take a vaccine and have it go to your organs. Uh, there's a, a biodistribution study uh, done by Pfizer for the Japanese regulatory officials, and, and they demonstrated in mammals that the lipid nanoparticles go to the ovaries. They go to the testes. Uh, they go to the adrenal glands. And now we have two studies. I, I hate to break the news, uh, Scott and Zach, but I'll, I'll just tell you, one by the Chinese and one by the Israelis, sperm count going down, and sperm motility. Mm. This is Listen, that's a double whammy. What is what is motility? Motility is how the little swimmers swim. Oh, gotcha. Uh, listen, okay. I'm telling you, is- so you have the number, but then you have how good they swim. Gotcha. And in both of these studies, it goes down. The Chinese study showed about a 15% decrement. The Israeli study, about a 30% decrement. But every man is on a spectrum of fertility. It's a spectrum. So some men, by taking the shot, are going to become infertile. Now the good news, both studies suggest a rebound. So listen, no more shots. The man's going to rebound, almost certainly. Now with women, different story. Women only have a certain number of eggs. That's it. And so the lipid nanoparticles go to a part of the ovary where it could very well affect the eggs by two ways. One, directly reducing the number of eggs. And then number two, certainly changing ovulatory cycles. This is very important. There's a paper in British Medical Journal showing nearly 100% of women have their periods slightly changed by the vaccine. Yeah. And a slightly slight change in the vaccine changes the ovulatory cycle. And so the egg may not come out and land at the right time. And the woman's infertile.
1: But they were doing the best they could. This was known. Everybody who works with lipid nanoparticles, no. <laughs> they crossed the blood-brain barrier. Everybody knows. They coated this stuff in lipid nanoparticles to calm the immune system. Otherwise, your immune system wouldn't allow this garbage in your body. Would it attack it immediately. They knew. They warned about this. And now the autopsies show it. But they're not doing autopsies with young people. Uh, I hope to do an autopsy with this guy. He was 25 years old when he dropped dead. He was a former outside linebacker for the Detroit Lions. Now, do I know why I died? No. Do I know his injection status? No, but I know that a lot of young people are dying. And in the elite athlete category, it's 1,600% higher than it's ever been since the injections. Ukraine. I, I predicted to my friend, Mike, the, uh, we have him on the show, Michael Rourke, the retired Special Forces. In fact, uh, we're, we're having him on again. He's been studying Antifa and what Antifa is doing in Atlanta, etc. And, and how well organized they are and, and trying to figure out who's funding them. Um, I bet him that we were going to get to $100 billion in Ukraine. We're going to get there. And all that money going there, and and they didn't have enough money to purchase their own tanks. We're going to give them tanks too. Uh, We're going to help them pay off their debt. We've got all sorts of money for that. Meanwhile, the news for our military is not good. Soldiers who refused to get injected, who got fired, kicked out of the military, are now being charged, told they have to pay back their signing bonuses. Utter hatred. Illegal immigrants will come into this country and the party will reward them with a guaranteed basic income. And they don't put that name on it, but that's what it is. They'll reward them in ways numerous. Ukraine is getting, and they will, get $100 billion more of our dollars or our fake dollars, our digits. And yet, because they refuse to put this poison in their bodies, people who fought for this country, and people who were ready to fight for this country, have to give their signing bonuses back. Someone come to me, anytime, anywhere, come on the cast, and tell me this has been about healthcare. I'll debate anyone on that topic at the broadest, broadest level. How do you wrap something like this up? I'm going to just say it very, very simply. God sees. Thank you, God, for being the God who sees. Thank you for promising us and once you promise something, it's already happened that there will be justice. This is the Todd Herman Show. Please go be well, be strong, be kind, and be of good spirit. We've already won.